0: following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee.
1: Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radioland. Greetings, salutations, hello, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radioland from the home office in Memphis, Tennessee, USA episode number 420, 420, no, no pot jokes, no, none of that stuff, Don't. I didn't participate in April Fool's Day, Neither the, oh, oh bro, it's uh, episode 420, are you gonna like do some stuff, bro? Uh, look man, the federal government is about, apparently about to decriminalize it, um, it's not an under the table type of thing anymore, it's almost, it's dealt with openly now, um, I mean, it's clever bits of humor from time to time, but I'm sure shit not going to devote an entire program to it. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. Although the state of Tennessee, <sighs> never mind. Everybody around us is doing some sort of legalization, whether it's medicinal or recreational. And uh, Tennessee is going to be the last to get on the boat. Bu- We're the belt buckle, right? We're the buckle of the belt of the Bible belt, if you if you get what I'm saying here. Jesus don't want you smoking the cabbage, you see. can't have none of that drink all you want to eat all you want to you know have sex with children if you'd like but don't don't even touch the cannabis because you're going to you're going to cause god damn there was that was a problem with our district attorney here for a long time was that there was this there was a movement here in the city to decriminalize it yeah cops weren't even going to fool with it a little pro tip can't kind Of don't, unless there's a really some other situation that's going on, but you're not going to ruin some kid's life, you know, some 16, 17 year old kid's life over, you know, a joint that's just stupid, you know. And uh, but you know, the DA is like, oh, no, no, we need our money, our, our, our private prison systems need the money. Uh, we gotta, we gotta rack up all the bills and we gotta have all of that. It's like, oh god, stop it, stop it, stop it. So, there you go, there's your cannabis talk on episode 420. Eh. You know, April Fool's Day was just the other day. Today's the third. It's when I produce when this is being produced. You'll hear it whenever. The first, a couple of days ago, which was Friday, this past Friday. And um, I was asked by a few folks if the morning show was gonna do any April Fool type of gag, like the old radio type of stuff, and the answer was no, we don't do that. Never have, never will. I've never agreed with that. I think it's dumb. Uh, newspapers used to do it. Some some radio stations, of course, used to make a big deal about it. And and it was like, oh, it's just it's stupid. Let's move along. We don't need a day to celebrate people who think they're funny because it's just it doesn't it doesn't work out that way. There's enough fools as it is. Every day we turn the other 364 days a year. There's all sorts of crazy shit that's going on, and you go, ah, well, well, I feel seem to have been fooled by that. Nevertheless. Nevertheless it is a lovely spring day. Pardon me, here in Memphis in the mid south I've got the back door open to the studio to air this room out. So you might hear something outside, perhaps a plane, perhaps a bird, perhaps the 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 romantic love song, the call that is the Ford with the car alarm going off. <laughs> Because apparently people that go to the pro bar don't know how to turn that off or are unaware of it. Whatever. Uh, hey, this time out, I'm going to talk a little bit TV. Mm-hmm. Because it, it came to mind because of I've been paying a little bit more attention to uh, not just television, but uh, I've been spending a lot more time on YouTube. Uh, why would that be, you ask? Um, I kind of fell into it, uh, really. Uh, of course, I've had... Um, you know, drinking with dead people for a while—that's still surprisingly still a thing. But it's a whole—that's a whole other story. And we got to talking around the radio station about uh, putting some of the morning show bits up there. And we have so if you go to the Radio Memphis—that's the YouTube channel, the Radio Memphis—you can see there's a bunch of them up there. There's daily uploads, and uh, you can catch some of the stuff that uh, that we do in the mornings. If you're not hip to what what it is that we do now, you can be. It's just—it's just that simple. So uh, so head on over there and take a look at it. Subscribe if you would, please. <laughs> That'd be nice. Um, You don't have to like it. Just subscribe it. That'd be fine. <laughs> not, I'm not one of those people who go, oh, like and subscribe. Mash that button. Uh, no, we don't do that. Um, Somebody had said, he goes, oh, so you're going to try and be an influencer now. And it's like, no, this is nothing. I'm not influencing anything. Nothing. Nothing at all. No, that's not what this is about. No, the whole point of this was to, you know, to help promote the station a little bit, and you know, you got to use any tool that you got in the toolbox, and that was one that's lacking that we haven't done. Shockingly, we just needed to do it, and now that we have, we're we're into it, and we're you know kind of going with it for now, and eventually some of the other shows will start uh, providing some content as well. So so there, there's a there's a thing, such as it is. So I've been spending some time looking at it, and seeing what's out there. And it's real easy to watch a lot of YouTube. It really is. There's a lot of stuff there. Even there's 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 stuff in there that's not even interesting. <laughs> but there there it is. Such as it such as it is. So uh it got me to thinking about the um what's the point of network television? Is it still a thing? Is it really ABC, C B S, NBC, Fox, CW, whatever the others are? I don't know. Are they still a thing? I don't know. We're going to dive into it. So, uh, so uh, uh, I don't know. Grab yourself for a second. We'll be back in here in just a moment. And we're going to have a chat about network television right here from Radioland.
0: How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest Call Rate Genius now. 800 761
1: 6729. 800 761 6729. 800 761 6729. That's 800 761 6729. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. I don't think I can tell you the last time I sat down and watched anything of any. Entertainment value on network television. I think it's been a very, very long time. And I and furthermore, I don't know that I could tell you what it was I watched. You know, talk shows, you know, the late night stuff, those those have been a mainstay for a long time. When um David Letterman left, when when Craig Ferguson left, that was sad. Uh that was kind of the end of it. It was for sort of the end of the year. And I don't know if people go, Oh yeah, but there's Jimmy Fallon. No offense, Jimmy's not he doesn't turn my crank, but I'm not in the I'm not in his demo his demographic either. Stephen Colbert is okay, has his moments, I guess. It's not worth it's not it's not enough for me to go, oh wow, it's ten thirty, it's time to watch him. You know, I I don't do that. Um Kimmel sometimes, once again, yeah, some of it seems a bit forced. I know he's you know, he's doing what he's doing. And it, a lot of it depends largely on who he's got on the program. Sometimes there's there's somebody that may be of interest that that is worth watching. But once again, for the most part, not all that compelling. Um, Seth Meyers is okay on the late late end, uh, but you know usually after he's done with his monologue and his uh, closer look, and after that it's kind of eh, okay. You know he's okay. He's probably better than any of the others. James Corden. No. Absolutely not. I don't know who it was or how that conversation happened. I don't even know the network he's on. On what possessed him? CBS? Was it CBS? Who what possessed these people to sit there and go, "You know, I think it's a good idea we bring this guy in." I I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. And there's a couple of other really late late shows that are just, oh, they're awful. I mean, cringy, awful. It's like, oh, I feel so bad for these people that feel that this is good. Or that they were told by somebody that this was good. And where does, where does this come from? Well, I'll tell you what happened. By God, speaking of YouTube, there was a time not too terribly long ago, pre-pandemic, of course, probably about, I don't know, I would say maybe about five, five, six years ago, where there was this idea that had been floated across network television because there were so many people that were trying to not watch it because there wasn't anything good on it. I mean, seriously. Uh, I know there's some of you that would hear this and go, oh, Rick, you got to check out this show or that show or this sitcom or that. No. I mean, how how many Dateline shows do we need? How many Murder and Mayhem shows do we need? CSIs and all that. How many do we need? I think one or two would probably be about it. But when it came to the idea that the uh, that YouTube was around and that there was these people that were called influencers and they were YouTube stars, which is a, still I have trouble wrapping my head around. They are people that compel a large audience and the networks are going, dude, we've got to have this. We've got to figure out a way to make this happen. We've got to put these people uh, uh, on with us. So it did. And that's when Tosh.0 happened. <laughs> Another insufferable hack. My opinion. I you know Tosh, if you're listening, sorry, pal, not a fan. Once again, I'm not in your demo, so there's a you know, that's that was on me, I guess. Nevertheless, there was this movement that we should take popular YouTubers and put them in front of a proper production setting and see what happens. And guess what? Nothing happened. It sucked. It was brutal. Absolutely horrifically brutal. And this is this was a problem. This became a big issue because the notion was that, well, we'll just go where the audiences are. Well, the audiences are still not going to head over to their television. They're not going to watch, you know, TV even if it is their their favorite people in there because television controls every single little element you see. That's a fact. It doesn't matter what it is, even on a cable channel. Okay, whether it's TBS or whether it's. uh, uh, ESPN specifically, of course, that's sports, and that has nothing to do with any, any reality whatsoever. Discovery, uh, History Channel, those things like that. Any of the reality shows, you know, you've all heard the the notion that real, those reality shows are not real. That's true. They're not. Um, I've been on the taping on the set of, a, of, of one that was shot. I'm in one uh, that was done, God, now, probably three, four years, five years ago now. I still get people mentioning me on it, which is, yeah, whatever. And it was an interesting experience. It wasn't what you think it was. It was very scripted. There was well scripted in that. Okay, Rick, we want you to we want you to ad lib here for a little bit, and then um, you're, we want you to say this cue line. You're gonna be looking it You'll be off camera. You'll see a guy, and he'll give you a thumbs up. And when he gives you the thumbs up, you say the cue line. Okay, and the cue line is, "Hey, I'd like to order a Bloody Mary." Or, you know, whatever the thing is. So I'm over there doing my thing, and I keep an eye on the dude, and I get the thumbs up, I deliver the line, and then, you know, boom, something else happens. So, yeah, it's not, you know, the, you go in there, and they tell you, look, this is this is all, you know, nobody knows this is going on, okay? Just, you know, be a, be, be a pal, be a thing. And, of course, the place is lit for TV. There's five cameras in that one particular area. Everybody's wearing a, a mic <laughs> around there. There's... There is no sense of it being even remotely real because it has to be controlled. If If reality television actually shot real things, it would be the most boring thing on the planet. So you have to create this bit of drama and that's how it works. I get it. that's totally understandable. It's when they pass off this fantasy into that type of reality that we all go, okay, yeah, whatever. like America's got talent, please, you know, all of that's that's all prefab shit they they know who won it before they even cast it that's just how that shit works i could go on for days about that whole thing and i've talked to many people who have been through it and that's just kind of how that is nevertheless is there anything good on television is network television a thing with the uh, with the with the rise of the streaming world with the rise of hulu netflix paramount plus hbo all of them the subscription model that we're all being beat over the head with—if is that—is that the real future of television? Because apparently it is. Because the network stuff, the stuff you get for free, right? If you've got an antenna, right, which is a thing, you know, you don't want to pay the cable guy, so you get you a nice, you know, digital HD antenna type thing, you get five hundred you know, five hundred, you get like thirty channels, I guess, you know, whatever's in your area, and you're seeing what? What are you watching? What is there? Local news is just useless. It really is. That's coming from a guy who worked in it. And it's also coming from a guy who has friends that still work in it. It is sort of weirdly useless. It has this, it has an audience, but it's this very narrow niche audience of people that watch these shows. It happens that when somebody winds up on, somebody you know winds up on, say, like, I don't know the CBS affiliate news for because they witnessed something right. There was some breaking news of some sort, you know, some uh, I don't know a runaway bus plows into a taco stand or something, and there was a witness there, and that witness is somebody you know, and then they agree to stand on camera and they give uh, they give a couple of uh, a couple of sound bites for them, and and away they go. Oh, tell me what you saw. How did you feel about it? Oh, there was guacamole everywhere. It was awful. You know, it's one of those deals. And after about. About twelve to fifteen hours, maybe not even twenty-four hours. It's done. It's over. Nobody talks about it. Nobody says anything about it. It doesn't do anything for anybody. Not just the fact that that person that you know was giving that thing. They might say, "Hey, I saw you on TV." Nobody will say, it. "They go, hey, did you see me on TV?" What you were on TV? What'd you do, man? I saw this this horror horrific accident. You know, whatever. And the fact that the bus hit the taco stand or whatever. I'm just making that up. Clearly is the the that's that that doesn't even become a point of news that's that that was been the downfall of local television news or frankly newspapers because what's news is what affects us all it really is there's so many times you'll watch a story unfold on television in your local news and go what does this have to do with anything what what is what is this about how does this affect me you know, you're not talking about the the way my my utility bills are going up, or the reason why uh, there's so many down potholes in the city. Nobody talks about that. Oh, we got to make the city look good, so we're going to talk about those uh, those people that get uh, you know b- you know blindly shot by by warring gangs, you know, or something like that. Whoever warring gangs is, <laughs> it's a lovely name, isn't it? It's lost its credibility. It's lost its reality. It's lost its reason for existence. It's a tough words to swallow. They're tough words to say coming from somebody who has been in that business because there's no entertainment to it. They try to be, that's why they have a weather segment. They want to tell you about what's going on. That's important stuff. You know, if there's storms coming up in your area, you got to pay attention to that shit because that affects everybody, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you live on one side of town or the other, whether you live at the intersection where the bus hit the taco stand or not, has no bearing on that. When there's a weather event, it affects everybody. That should be the lead. It really should be, especially in volatile weather areas. Sports, please. Who cares? I mean, it's become sort of a joke. And as far as the heavy news, you know, whatever bleeds leads. Of course, you know how that is. And, you know, there'll be a some horrific story about some, I don't know, some children that were shot up at a daycare or something like that. And the only reaction that I guess is somewhat expected by anybody is, oh, did you see that? What a shame. Somebody should do something about that. That's the only, but they never follow up with that kind of thing. It just, it just, it's not even a thing. All right, so there's your local end. Now, what's happening on your national end? There's all of this, all right? What's happening on your television? There's all shows. They've got to fill the time. They've somehow managed to sell some advertisers into this stuff, and whether it's a sporting event or not is really sort of the weird weird draw line because if it's a major sporting event, then, yeah, it's easy. The Super Bowl is a piece of cake. They know people are going to watch that thing. The Academy Awards. (laughs) Nobody gave two shits about it until Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Which, by the way, as an aside, I'm, I just I not that anybody asks my opinion on this, but I think what happened was, A, horrific. Uh, B, it normalized violence against entertainers that are doing their job on stage. It's bad enough that comedians were being vilified for some of the stuff they were saying. Now they're being physically attacked. I hope this does not become a trend. That's all I'm going to say about this. That and Chris Rock is a pro. He really is. He's an absolute pro. Uh, clearly. he knows He knows what he's doing. He knows how to do it. Nevertheless, and no, it wasn't staged. Never, nevertheless, with shows like that, then you know there's going to be somewhat of a natural draw. But see the weekly fare that we get. Oh, it's Tuesday night, or or remember this in the '80s? Oh, it's Thursday nights. Must see TV shows like Friends and Cheers and The Cosby Show. <laughs> I know, right? And all of these things were that was a big deal, and NBC was like, you know, they they ran primetime television on Thursday nights, and they did for a long time. Because it was, it was predicted. and You hear Jerry Seinfeld talk about this, and he'll say, oh, man, you know, we, we would be jumping for joy if we knew we had 15 million, 15 million viewers. But now I go to YouTube, and I find a hot YouTube channel, and some guy gets 15 million per day, maybe even more than that. From the people that are watching, of course, you know he he didn't he purposefully didn't take for granted or take you know you have to understand that that's a global audience. It's a little bit different. Not that network television is not. You can go to Europe and you can watch American television all you want to, but the the point being is that it's different now. It's all very very different, and the networks. I don't know. Are they relevant? I'm just asking a question here. I don't I don't know that I have an answer for it. Is there a sense of relevancy within network television these days? Is there a compelling excuse for somebody between the ages of 18 and 34 to watch a particular show? Or hell, 25, 54. Is there any reason for those people to want to turn the television on and watch what's happening? The whole game show thing, the primetime game show thing seems to have come to a weird conclusion because it's all cyclic. It all comes back around. It really is. They're all kind of going away. I saw where one of the networks has just canned all, all of their ones. It just said, we're done. We're going to find something else. Comedy sitcoms, I'm sure there's a few out there. I, can't, I couldn't name one. I could not name one if a gun was held to my head of one that was currently in production. I know the CSI stuff is still a thing, you know the 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 cop shows because see you got when it comes to drama and television you got you got your basic settings you got your cop dramas you got your hospital dramas and you got your lawyer dramas you see, what, you see what i'm saying that's the big three right there and when somebody comes up with a successful drama set in any one of those three settings they got a hit on their hands real simple it was just that easy nbc had one for a while Unfortunately, it only lasted one season. It was shot here in Memphis. It was called Bluff City Law. I do remember that because I knew some people involved with the production of that show. And it was shot here. And it was a, a lawyer drama show. And I watched it, and it was okay. Did it make me want to watch it all the time? No, not really. The only reason why I watched it is because I wanted to see where they shot certain things. <laughs> they go, oh, I know that street. <laughs> or, hey, I know that guy. It's, it's, it was that. There was a lot of that. Which is kinda cool. But was once again, was it enough to make me want to watch the show? Um, is Gray's anatomy still a thing? I guess maybe it, it probably is. That's a that's a long running doctor show, long running hospital show. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably one. But as far as sitcoms, I don't I I don't know. I mean what's what it seems it just seems to me, and I could be way wrong in this, it just seems to me that television Network television specifically has only has a small place to pull their stuff from. They have so many limited resources where they can really work to pull anything together, and that's what seems so unusual and so odd about it. You know what you what you can do on, say, Netflix, right? Some streaming thing, or you get away with murder on a sh- you know on a, on a network like that. You can do whatever you want. You don't even you don't even bound by a clock. That's part of the thing. Whereas over a network, there's so much structure. Man, you gotta watch your time. You gotta watch your language. Hey, is that a side boob? You know, that kind of thing. I think that's a that's a bare ass. We can't have that. It's that kind of stuff. Oh my god, the drama shows, the the primetime soap opera shows, man, that was a thing. Is that thing now? Is that a thing now? I don't know. I'm just posing these questions. Like I said, I have no answers to any of these things because I think audience audience's uh, proclivities, the way we watch television, has changed dramatically. Of course, uh, bound, being bound to a schedule, I think, is probably the number one reason why network television is hurting so bad. And you sit there and go, why, why are they hurting? Think about it. Think about it. 8 p.m. Eastern time. There's going to be a show there. And unless you're a diehard fan of that show, you're going to be there. Well, what about the DVR? The DVR is a thing. And you'll find that more and more people are watching it through their DVR, which which means this. What's the point of tying up your airspace, your airtime, by pushing forward a schedule if everybody's just going to use their DVR and be done with it? What does that even mean? Is that even a thing as well? (laughs) It's kind of on a Harley out there with his radio really loud. I guess you have to. I guess you have to have it loud if you're in a Harley. I guess, or perhaps listen to the wind ringing through your ears. And nevertheless, shows like this on television have become this r- weird sort of ubiquitous thing because, look, back to the late night thing, right? Uh, uh, Jimmy Kimmel is a good example. Jimmy Kimmel puts just about every bit of his show on YouTube the following day. The monologue whatever bit he has in his interviews, and they're all on separate videos. You can pick and choose. You can cherry-pick the show. Watch what you want. Some of it he doesn't put up because he's still trying to drive an audience back over there. But you don't see the ads. So you know their sales department is sitting there going, oh, wait a minute now. Don't be be giving away our shit here. Got to have a reason to watch. And there is something to be said for sitting down And knowing that at a scheduled time, you're going to do it. Look, it's going to come back around. It it, It does that. Everything in this business is cyclic. It's always, always going to be that way. Is it going to come back the way that it once was? No, not at all. But there will be some things that will happen at certain times that people will be compelled to sit down and watch because that's how that works. You have to have compelling content. That's it. Content is king. Bill Gates said that. Whatever you want to say about him is fine by me. But he was right about that, and we all know it. Content is king, and we all strive to bring you whatever is the most original, the most entertaining content that's uh, that's available to people. No matter whatever it is, it it doesn't matter. It's like um, you know, while we're you know a good example with the YouTube thing. Uh, we, we were talking about, hey, what time of the day should we release this stuff? And I'm like, what time of the day? Does it matter? <laughs> does it really matter? Oh, shit, it's 8 o'clock. Where, where's that video at? Where's that video at? It's 8 o'clock. Come on, man. Time's a-wasting. Got to get busy. Does it work like that? No, it doesn't. Not at all. Are there proper times you should post into social media? Yes, YouTube is social media. Are there times that you that you should post... To gather more of attention? Yeah, it does. It's been measured, and and there's like, I don't know, it's like between, what, 2 p.m. and like 6 p.m. are the optimal times or something? I don't know. Don't quote me on that because I don't follow it, and I don't know too many people who do. There are some social media engineers out there that could answer that question for you because we're all still trying to figure out what our habits are. And that's just it. Humans are still creatures of habit. We just now have a little bit more latitude and a little bit more freedom thanks to all the streaming stuff. Therefore, the question remains on the table. Is network television still a thing? It could all go, pardon me, it could all go by way of streaming just like that. It really could. Television news I think streams their newscast on their websites, and if they're doing that, they shouldn't. It's just my opinion. They shouldn't. They should drag them back over to the television, or they should be serving their ads through that through that stream, because it really is just nothing more than another television at that point. You know, heavy news, uh, storms in the area, tornadoes, whatever. Yeah, stream the hell out of that and put it out there. This is just my opinion. But if you're if you're running like um I don't know, um CSI you know, Kansas City or whatever they have, I wouldn't stream that. I'd I'd make them go to it. You got you got to do it. That's the, you got to create that sense of whatever urgency that it is. You got to have that, "Hey, did you see that show last night?" Of course, they're also talking about an audience that doesn't live under the rules that 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 these network execs would once believe was a thing. They created what or they tried to create, what was known then as water cooler talk, and that was always a thing. Oh, hey, Jimmy, did you watch that show last night? Did you see? Yeah, man, Did you see what happened when that something that happened and the axe came out and then the head came out? Did you see all that? Nobody does that anymore. Uh, big shows that were streamers like um like Game of Thrones. A lot of people would say, "Oh, hey, don't talk to me about the show. I won't be able to see it till tomorrow night." It just it just muted all that because binge watching was a thing, and then all of a sudden there were people that would watch an entire series in one go. Yeah, I know binge watching is still a thing. You don't hear much about it, but it's probably still somewhat of a thing. I guess I don't know. I don't. I don't really know. Our our habits have changed. Our the way we consume our media, of course, has changed, and it and it and it will probably never change back. But um, the the notion that you if you were able to create something that had so much power that you could get people to stop streaming for an hour at a coordinated time on a on one specific place where that where that show was going to air that would have to be one hell of a show it would have to have an enormous amount of content it would have to be larger than a major a-list hollywood actor getting away with a felony on television <laughs> I don't know if it was a felony, but it's certainly a misdemeanor. I tell you what, if it was me that did the slapping, I'd be, I'd still be in jail. That's that's a fact. That's a fact right there. But even thats is—is it going to is it is it gonna is it gonna drive an audience? Did you know that the Federal Communications Commission received some like 150 complaints in or around from people that had watched the Oscars and had been upset by what they had seen to the point where they had they had demanded? some type of action be taken by the Federal Communications Commission against the network, which was ABC, by the way. Which is owned by Disney, also. Another, by the way. They wanted retribution. This was supposed to be a family show and my kids saw this and this now is... uh, And there were people that said, I can't sleep. I've lost sleep over this. Well, this is just disgusting, and why I don't turn on my television to see that. But you know what, bitch? You're over there watching the CSI shows, right? You're watching all the crime dramas. Oh God, NYPD, whatever it is, LA, the, the Hospital Gorge, all the all the shit that's going down in a lawyer. Oh man, oh he's railing his assistant in his office, and we're getting to watch it all on camera. But nobody bitches about that now, do they? An actor beats a comedian on a stage, and oh my God, hell hell froze over. Because the Academy Awards is supposed to be for the children. No, it isn't. What What part of that is even remotely interested to a child? None of it's about children's films. Hell, that's the only way I know what films are even worth watching is by seeing what made the list. And from what I gathered out of that whole thing, not a single one of them. <laughs> Once again, my opinion only. That's strictly my opinion. So what, So what do you do? How do you handle this? What are you going to do about it? You know what? You do nothing. Because you as the consumer get the ultimate choice. You vote with your wallet. If you spend your money on streaming stuff, then that's where, it's, that's where you're going to be. If you didn't see what happened on any of the network stuff, you didn't see it. And if enough of you didn't see it, then what's the point of it existing? So what happens then? Who knows?
0: <music> Hi, this is Reverend Oma with The Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop. We have a huge selection of spiritual supplies and gifts for whatever your path or practice. We stock hundreds of gemstones and specimens and carry a variety of beautifully crafted gemstone jewelry starting at just $10. Our talented staff offer tarot readings, aura and chakra analysis, and sound baths. Book your appointment or shop online at thebroomclosetmemphis.com or visit our shop in downtown Memphis at 552 South Main. Come to The Broom Closet and let us help you light your path. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radio Land with Rick Cheddar.
1: When we talk about certain things, and you see it in the news all the time, about uh, uh, virtual reality, right? Virtual reality or uh, alt- alternative reality, types, or augmented reality, whatever. Reality is going to be the key word over the next several years when it comes to computer technology and phones, especially in, in phones because that's where the augmented reality is. Hello, Pokemon Go. Hello meta over there trying to force you into a, an alternate reality or a virtual reality of things now I'm going to go on a limb here and I'm going to say I, I have I have a, I have a prediction about how all this is going to go I really do and it's it's probably kind of unpopular but my thought on this is I don't think it's going to do well at all I think it's going to fail miserably you know why because the shitty things that happen in the alternative universe that's even worse it's what's happening in the
0: real world if you don't know what I'm talking about just open up your eyes for previous episodes, go to Radio-Memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, search the show in iTunes, Player.fm, Stitcher.com, Pocket Cast, or TuneIn. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Land. There you go. You
1: heard what's coming up next time on the program. Ah, uh, yeah. More fun than the law allows. Hey, man, I, I'm fortunate, man. I, I really am fortunate. I, I get to do what I do. I get to sit here and run my mouth. I get to do the thing on the show, uh, the weekday show, if you're not hip to it. Uh, Radio Memphis in the mornings. It is uh, every uh, every weekday morning from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Central Time. That's ahead of the Heavyweight Chumps and the Radio Memphis in the Afternoon Show, starting at 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Yeah, booze and blues on Sunday nights with live music and all that fun stuff. I'm very fortunate I get to do that. It's, uh, it's wonderful. And now with some of the stuff coming up onto YouTube, uh, for you to see it, I don't know. If the, look, putting a camera on a radio station in a control room is probably the single most boring piece of video you'll ever see. But it's kind of fun, though. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a, it's a large time. We have a good time doing. It. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go to YouTube and type in and search for the Radio Memphis, and you'll see it. You'll see our. You'll see our logo, you know, it's the skull wearing the headphones and it'll say Radio Memphis on it and you'll see it. And There's a bunch of videos up there. Go there and and uh, get involved with it and have, have you some fun. Also, if you're into the podcast scene, which listening to this, you very well may be, uh, Radio Memphis also has a Radio Memphis on-demand service. Yeah, go to Podbean and search for Radio Memphis there and you'll find it. Yeah, Radio Memphis, all one word. Uh, once again it's the skull and uh, a skull headphone wearing deal thing you'll find him there too his name is roger uh that's that's usually where a lot of the stuff that's happened on the air winds up uh as a kind of a deal we we've edited it for time and all that fun stuff so uh so there it is there you go a little a little selfless uh a little shameless plug is is what all that's about if you happen to be listening to the show on radio memphis well we thank you for doing so if uh if you like, of course, you can go download it later. If you're like some people that don't want to, you know, cloud up their systems, I don't want to download anything. I don't want to stream. I just want to catch it as it happens. I want to live in the moment. Then live in the moment. There's no shame in that. You do you. I do me. We all do each other. And by God, there's a weekend right there. So there you go on that. I'm out of here. Y'all take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. And for the next, uh, for God's sakes, man, stop shooting each other, all right? I'm Rick Cheddar. And this has been from Radioland.